0: Here we go, Terror Zone Podcast in the motherfucking house. Gridiron in the motherfucking house. This was a great conversation. I'm glad me and Matt got to spend a little bit of time together. Uh, We've been working on putting this podcast together for, uh, I don't know, maybe a month or two, but, you know, things. uh, We've both been busy. Obviously, uh, Gridiron's been busy as fuck. I've been meaning to get them on, or I've been meaning to get Matt on. Um,. Since the release of uh, No Good at Goodbyes that came out back in uh, April, I believe. And obviously there's a lot of hype around the band now. And he's been doing uh, a lot of interviews with other podcasts as well. So I was kind of waiting for the hype to die down a little bit. Uh, it's, It's a pleasure. It's my honor. Or my pleasure. It's an honor. Whatever the fuck. I'm glad he was able to take the time to uh you know talk some shit with me for a little bit. We didn't we didn't get too deep, you know, if you listen to my podcast, we're not. It doesn't it it doesn't get too deep most of the time. We try to keep it on a surface level, just talk shit, you know, whatever, get to know each other, whatnot. Um uh, learn something about the band or learn about what's gonna be happening or coming up in the future or future plans and all that shit. So uh once again, Obviously you know who Gridiron is If you're fucking listening to this podcast If you don't I suggest you go check them out now uh, Before you even get started You can head over to fucking Spotify I'm sure it's on YouTube If you don't have Spotify It's on Apple's fucking everywhere You have no excuse not to hear them by now It's great, great music Fucking Matt is a great lyricist And um, I can see Gridiron Uh doing a lot of big things with the band i hope they stick around i hope this isn't um a quick project it seems a lot of the greatest bands there's some legacy bands that have been around for you know 20 30 years but most of the bands that are really good and they hit strides they do it in a short period and then it disbands and you know people in those bands uh, tend to go do other projects but you know, sometimes there's that fucking unicorn, and obviously, unicorn was <laughs> obviously Gridiron was a unicorn band, is a unicorn band. It all started. They were just fucking around during the pandemic. Uh, Will and Matt, and you know the rest of the guys, and uh, they put out a little something. And obviously, everybody knows Will from uh, Neverending Game, and Detain is a great guitarist, so whoever if he was in charge of that shit or whoever the you know like it's shout out to them because it's good music good lyrics and it's fucking it's fucking gangsters fuck i'll say that how about that it's fucking gangster it's in your face fucking shit and they're probably talking about you if you don't like it so go fuck yourself no i'm playing but go check out gridiron um not a lot going on in my neck of the woods. Just fucking chilling. Summer's almost over. Uh, there's a bunch of shows coming up. We got uh, a High Alert. I got a show August 20th. This is going to be out of order. You know, high Alert um, is coming back together for a show with Cycle of Abuse and uh, the day before that, okay, that's August 20th. August 19th is Poison Tungs and Illmatic, and motherfucking uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, Aztec, the Barfly, and Mass Death. All homies, all good bands. Fucking check them out, especially Poison Tongues. and obviously, um, Illmatic. Uh, they said they're gonna be playing play, playing some new shit. So uh, find their stuff. I've heard their new stuff. It's really good. I can't wait for it to be uh, redone and recorded uh, properly because it was just a rough demo. But fuck, it's really good shit. And this is coming out today, August 5th. So we got D-Block is playing in Windsor and if you're in the area and you have a passport, obviously you can just fucking cross the bridge. And go to Windsor If you're vaccinated as well If not they won't let you in They'll fucking arrest you And throw you under the Under the Detroit River Um But they're playing with Rust Plead and Reliever Um And Black What is this place called Oh yeah Oh yeah The, the backstage It's 19 and up Cause you can be 19 in Canada And go drink So Go do it And um Motherfucking Um August 12th the grunge rock band Normal, from around here, um, Austin Peters is the lead man in that band. He uh, runs the DHCZ Detroit Head Check, and they have uh, an album coming out. Fucking ten songs on that, so that's all out August twelfth, and they got a uh, reu- or I'll say reunion a record release show. When's that? September second with uh, Wounded Touch. Uh, this man outside. There's uh, some sort of uh, surprise set. I don't know who it is. I wish I knew. Somebody tell me. What's a surprise set? Don't fucking leave me hanging. Come on, let me in your uh, little club. Other than that, man, I just want to give a, a shout out to fucking Beast, A.K.A. Tom from Hate Inc. Detroit's own hardcore band from you know the, the late '90s into uh, the mid 2000s or. Fucking fucking 2010s I guess Um, He took the time to uh, uh, hook me up with some shit This is a brag, I'm being honest I am bragging about this I sat down and had lunch with Tom and uh, Because it all started with me going to buy a record Because they have some Life of Pain albums That were found by the distributor That they had no idea were still around And they they, uh, put the rest of them out I don't know where you can find it, but just go to fucking Instagram and uh, just ask me if you want one. But he took the time to meet me after work, and he gave me a record, a bunch of fucking hate ink pins from back in the day, um, a book. It's a uh, it's a it's like a chapter series. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like uh, a edition, This is called Frank, Chapter Thirty Three. It's all on like the history and interviews with people in uh, DMS, obviously New York Hardcore. But, you know, CTYC and Detroit and DMS has always had a long-standing relationship uh, with, you know, Coldest life and shit like that. So, obviously, there's a connection on why he would have those books. Um, what else? What else did I get from him? Oh, yeah, I got a little patch. From the one and only Rat Bones, I'm sure you've heard the name. If not, fucking look up uh, Rat Bones, NYHC. He was a fella. I don't know his backstory, but I know he lived here in Detroit for a while, and you know he's part of the connection with the New York and New Jersey people from the early '90s and late '80s. So uh, that's my brag on hanging out with the fucking cool ass dude. Um, hopefully, eventually. Wink, wink. I'll have him on the podcast. Uh, don't know when, but it's coming down the pipe eventually. I'm drinking this coffee. I'm so I'm so bougie now. I got to buy Starbucks coffee to make it at my house. I don't fuck with nothing else. It's uh, the blonde morning blend, and it's delicious. But anyway, um, I just want to say it was cool to fucking hang out with him because uh, back when I was... Uh, the first I start, started going to shows and Hey Inc. was still active. I remember him and all the C T Y C guys and T B D, you know, Tattoo Boys Detroit, you know, them fucking rolling deep and, you know, going to shows and i always had like a weird it's like a fascination but it's like you see those group of guys when they're when they're thirty, forty, fifty deep and they all got on, on cold as life and Hey Inc. shit and C T Y C shit. Um you're like that's fucking fascinating and oddly it's like you look up to them and you know see such a cool brotherhood and uh, uh, bond that they all share, you know based on music and meeting each other at the scene and you know being punk rock and hardcore and shit like that. So uh, maybe that's what the uh, why it's so exciting because. Those are some of the people who kept the shit going the longest in Detroit From the mid 80's all the way up until You know the 2010's You know they still got people in poison tongues and shit like that Uh, You know there's some OG Ctyc people in that band And uh, fuck they're still keeping it going So shout out to all those guys I'm rambling like a motherfucker right now I don't know what else to say Except, thank you, Matt from fucking Gridiron Um, Oh yeah, my show that I booked Summer's End in the D, September 9th It's a Friday night, you have no excuse not to come If you don't, you're missing out It's gonna be fun, seven bands, it's fucking 15 bucks 18 at the door Maybe 50 if you show up late So if you show up after the first band, it's gonna be $150 so get it together, fucking buy your presale ticket, spend the extra seven on the uh fucking fees up the asshole, fuck that shit. But then it might not be $150 and you show up late. Don't be scared. Buy your ticket in advance. It's still cool to do that. It's like you have a it's like you have your name on a guest list. You just say, hey, this is my name. And then you're on a guest list, like you're fucking somebody cool. The person behind you would be like, oh uh, he knows somebody, he's on the fucking guest list. But Little do they know that you paid ahead of time And got probably cheaper price But once again, you know uh, Headlining is never ending game You got Hold My Own from Chicago Slash Philly Slash New Jersey And you got D-Block Obviously Detroit You got uh, Gates to Hell Constraint Both uh, Louisville, Kentucky bands Hard, hard shit And uh you got Big Deal, like I said uh, I don't know Fucking bunch of bands But uh, uh Come to that It's on a Friday night at the Sanctuary I might do some giveaways or something um, The next couple weeks for a pair of tickets But be on the lookout Follow my Instagram Send me a message if uh, Any questions, comments, or concerns Or you want to tell me my shit sucks You can do that too But beware Anyways Thanks for listening. Consume more of the podcast. Share it with your friends. Don't be scared. Share it. It's fun. It's fun times. Um, If you know anybody that wants to be on the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, you got something to say, then uh, hit me up. I love talking to people. And uh, we're all in this together. And we all share this together. And uh, if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Are you hear that? Does it come through for you recording in progress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right. So good. We hear each other. We see each other. That's good.
1: How's it going, man? I appreciate you coming on for real. Good, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, Sorry it took so long, such a pain in the ass, but we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. I mean, you got a lot of things going on,
0: fucking a lot of shit. So, you know, I'm glad you guys are, are making moves and doing things and staying fucking busy. That's what a hardcore needs, you know? That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. So, I mean, so as far as having you, uh, for having you on the podcast, I normally don't. I, I try not to listen to podcasts that I intend on having people on. Like you've been on probably like fucking 10 at least now by now. So I haven't really, uh, so I don't know much about you. So I may ask some questions that you may have been asked on every other podcast, but just for the people who may not have heard, you know, we got to give a quick right. rundown. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, uh. I was get to pop in um start off with the usual obviously you're into hardcore but how and uh, when did you get into hardcore was it must have been some
1: years ago right yeah it was uh around when I was in high school I had some people that I became friends with who uh went to local shows and stuff like that and I uh, started kind of just tagging along with them and uh going to sh- like local shows with them is kind of how I first got introduced into hardcore and then um you know, we started branching out and going to shows, you know, outside of Philly and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just a, a big snowball effect. You know, it just took, it took one show for me to, you know, keep coming back for more. And here we are, you know, like 15 years later. Yes. i will about a, what, approximately like what years was you
0: getting into it in the beginning? Uh, I was like 2008. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always a good time. It's never too late, you know, like, right. uh, I mean, just a couple years before you, but I mean, I don't think I I've seen anything you haven't fucking seen, man. You're from the, the East coast where shit is fucking that's always right. popping, man. You know, Detroit died down a little bit here and there, but you know, it seems with you when you got like Joe and all those people, fucking New Jersey, New York, you guys all kind of stick together
1: and keep yeah. shit rolling
0: hard, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, P, PA, like, I feel like that's part of the allure of living in Pennsylvania Is like you're an hour and a half from New York City. You're an hour and a half from Baltimore. You got Philly right here. You know, you got DC, Pittsburgh, Richmond, all driving distance. So there's definitely never a shortage for like shit that's going on in the area. And, uh, you know, with Joe and Bob and what they do with booking shows in the city, we're just like ungodly privileged you know, it's every single week there's shit going. There's multiple shows a week, every single week. So uh, I know not a lot of places have it like that. So I definitely feel fortunate that, you know, that's kind of how it is around here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys got fucking Joe and Bob, like you said, like, like, especially Pennsylvania. I've always said it like it's all over Pennsylvania and all up and down the East Coast. You can just, when you said hour and a half to New York and wherever the fuck you want to go for any show, pretty much. almost any night of the week, it seems, especially after the pandemic and shit. It just seems even more crazier to me anyway. I mean, well, I haven't been paying attention, but it seems like so much going on.
1: Yeah, there's like, you know, now it's at the point now where there's so much shit going on that it's like pretty hard to find venues sometimes and stuff. You know, I guess it's kind of a good problem to have because shit's always popping off. But yeah, you know, sometimes you run in this situation where you have too many shows and you can't find spots for all of them, so...
0: Hey, well, you said it's not a bad problem to have, but uh, right, yeah. So, what are you gonna do? Um, so what was someone like your first like hardcore bands that you got into like back in the day? Like, what were you introduced to that really were you like, I love this fucking shit, you know?
1: So, like, growing up, I was really, really into hip hop. Um, my brother, I have two older brothers who were also like super into rap when I was like mad young. So, like, they'd always let me borrow like, you know, like Wu Tang CDs and you know, shit like that, like, you know, No Limit stuff, Master P, and, uh, you know, so I grew up, like, going through, you know, rap, and then when I found Hardcore, and I found Hardcore that incorporated hip-hop, those were the type of bands that kind of, like, E-Town is, like, the the first band that I listened to that, you know, where those worlds collide, and it's just, like, holy shit, like, I had no idea anything like this existed, it's perfect, (laughs)
0: <laughs> dude i can relate i mean e-town i remember even before i even knew what like hardcore even what, what like punk was um i've said this before but i was uh just walking down the street with my friends i, don't know, I was like maybe 14 or 15 you know i knew what, like punk like the casualties and dropkick murphys and shit but there was a uh it was like a bumper sticker but it was on like a telephone pole it was the e-town concrete sticker and i had no idea like i was like e-town and there's the and the next city over from me is called Ecorse, Michigan, and I I, right. I thought it was like Ecorse. I was like, I don't know what this is, and I didn't even look it up. But then, a uh, you know, a couple of years later, I seen it. I was like, for Eton Concrete, um, I was going through some. I don't know what the fuck I was going through. Maybe it was a flyer or something, but I seen it. I was like, I was like, time to check these guys out. I remember seeing it, and I was like, damn. I was like. I yeah, this is better than fucking Limp Biscuit or what, POD or something fucking stupid, you know what I'm saying? Right. So right. much better. And obviously it's different and more real and hardcore, but you can relate the sound, I suppose, if you don't know what the fuck you're listening to.
1: Right. And that's one thing that kind of bothers me with gridiron is like people always, you know, throw that the limp biscuit word around and it's oh, like no, it's fucking real. It kind of it kind of drives me fucking crazy, but it yeah. is what it is. Comes up yeah. the territory, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, well, I mean, I'm mean, you guys are obviously great, but you're not the first to cross over like that. So they've been throwing that shit out since the fucking 90s, right. another band, so. Yeah, for it's sure. Just, yeah, say it to my face, motherfucker, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, but you guys but killed it at fucking Sound and Fury, it looked like, from all the videos and shit. Man, like, but what, and what kind of experience was that? Uh, compared to other festivals, such as This Is Hardcore or whatever you've done in the past
1: recently? Well, I think, like, the biggest difference was the show was outside. Like, that's, like, the glaring difference, uh, uh, you know, compared to all the other fests. Um, They did a really good job with, like, uh, even though the fest was outside, they had, like, air-conditioned trailers for bands to, like, chill in and stuff so you could kind of escape the heat. Um, I kind of got duped before I went over cause yeah. I checked the weather and it was mad hot here. It's been like like heat index of over a hundred for like the past two weeks here. Mm-hmm. But, um, I checked the weather in LA and it was like, it said it was going to be like mid seventies. And I was so psyched and when we got there, like it changed and it was like 87, it was like mad humid. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get to escape the heat, but like having like that amenity for bands and stuff was really, really nice. Um, Like, just uh, the amount of people that were there was just, like, I know. I mean, obviously, that was the biggest hardcore show, you know, attendance-wise that I've ever played in my whole entire life. Like, over 5,000 people. (laughs) For real? Damn, it looked like 5,000 people. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was fucking
0: absolutely insane. Man, like, I mean, are you surprised that Gridiron blew up, like, the way it has? You know, I think you guys blew up according to the fucking crowd and you're
1: following. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the, like, when we first started gridiron, like we were never supposed to play a show. Like we were never going to do a record. Um, You know, all that stuff wasn't even like a thought. It was basically like, you know, during COVID we were bored, Will and I, and uh, you know, Will wrote some guitar tracks. I was going to like, you know, do some rap shit over it or whatever. And that was going to be that, you know, it wasn't going to be anything else. And then um, Alex from Streets of Hate ended up uh, wanting to put it out on a cassette. So then that's when we put out like the EP on a cassette. And then, um, you know, obviously Will and Sam from Triple B have had, you know, a relationship for a while, you know, because of never ending game. So uh, Sam was really wanted to do the record. So we put the seven inch out on a record and then, you know, we kind of got pushed to do an LP and, you know, we ended up doing that split. With on uh, From Within Records with The Spies. Mm -hmm. Like, all this shit was just, like, mad unplanned. And I think it that's, like, was a big factor in how everything just happened so organically. Like, there's no stress, no pressure on us. Like, it was just literally just, you know, me and four of my best friends just doing whatever the fuck we want to do with music, which, you know, I think that's when the best shit happens sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can... Well, I to hear what you say, but I agree. Uh, it's like, well, you're just doing what you like to do, and then somebody heard it, and then other people heard it, it got shared, and and next thing you know, you're fucking playing in front of 5,000 people in L.A. That's so insane, man. It's pretty like,
1: surreal, yeah. It's a surreal <laughs> feeling. And,
0: and, I mean, it's got a, like, I don't want to put it in words, but, like, do you feel like it's, like, are you comfortable with it all? Or is it, like, like too much? Is it overwhelming at all? Or are you,
1: like, Are you ever afraid to be on stage? Are you fucking nervous before shows? I was last weekend for sure. (laughs) Uh, um, Normally I'm not, um, normally it's, it's not too bad. Um, You know, but obviously when you step out and you just see that many fucking people looking at you, like it's, it's, it's weird, you know, and I just look at everything that we do as like house money. Like none of it was supposed to happen. So everything that happens is just like cool and it's a bonus And, you know, it's all about just like doing this with my friends and, you know, shit that I can look back on when I'm older and, you know, be psyched about, you know, and as far as like, you know, a lot of like people around here, like Joe and Bob, um, really helped like give us a push around here and stuff. So, you know, I owe a lot of credit to a lot of people for, you know, helping Gridiron, you know, get shit done.
0: Yeah. Shout out to them guys. Um, Okay. I don't know if I got this wrong, but I think I heard on Joe's podcast uh, when he did it was like a FYA. Um it was like a rundown. Was Gridiron so did you guys have a, a name that you wanted to call the band before Gridiron or or am I wrong? Did uh I thought I heard Bob say you guys had, had thrown it around and calling the band fat fuck. Is this the same band or is it a different band?
1: Yeah, so like that was like kind of a thing that was a joke. And then it got to, like, we joked about it so much that, like, it, it, like, almost didn't turn into a joke, but I'm actually really glad that it did. It was a joke and it didn't happen in hindsight. You know, (laughs) it it was literally just, you know, all of us just laughing around, like, yeah, it'd be funny to, like, name a band Fat Fuck. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, the god's looked over us that day and said no and struck that idea down real quick. So, you go. yeah, grid
0: iron. a little bit better if you ask me. So, uh, I agree 100%, but it would still be hilarious if you guys had the same same popularity in the bands like oh fat fucks coming to town. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that many people would walk around with shirts that say fat fuck on it, but Ah, uh, fuck, I'd be forced to. And <laughs> it would make sense. What are you going to do? Uh Yeah. So, see what else i got for you
1: god damn it's hot as fuck there today too because it's hot as fuck here yeah it's pretty bad it's like tomorrow is supposed to be over 100 here yeah
0: so it feels right now it feels like 106 is what it, it's like it's so humid though like it just needs
1: to storm you know like yeah yeah It's it's been brutal the past couple of weeks here i'm usually i'm a summer over winter guy but mm-hmm. uh as of late i think i'm kind of ready for summer to wind down i'm ready for football season and like to be a little cold every once in a while so yeah yeah so you just so you sit and laugh at the f- lions getting smashed
0: you can laugh at fucking will tell him how bad yeah, the lions I, I mean
1: what's cool is uh on uh the saturday before opening uh nfl season uh gridiron and Neverending game are playing toronto together oh shit. and then uh so after that, I think we're all just going to drive back to Detroit and the Eagles play the Lions in Detroit week one. So I think we're all going to hit up the game or some shit like that. So that should be pretty cool. Okay. I'll either, I'll probably get, I'll probably get beat up in the parking lot either way, but hopefully <laughs> it's after a win. Okay. So is that the fest that's September 10th? Yeah. The Hold
0: Your Ground Fest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Cause I got the show with a never ending game on the ninth. They're playing here before they go out there Saturday.
1: Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm, throwing the idea around to flying out for that so we'll see maybe yeah. i'll see you there fuck it'd be cool i mean yeah shit i'm sure there'll be plenty of room it'll be a good time yeah i like if I hold my own's playing it should be a good fucking time you know love that yeah, Greg. I love of that course. Yeah. yeah 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 greg greg's one of my really good friends and i mean that band's awesome um you know chicago style with like the classic greg vocals is yeah it's just like a really really good blend and yeah i love their shit it's awesome
0: yeah, and Ansh is just cool as fuck. So, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, shit's just going crazy, especially all these festivals. Like, all these, all the bands, all the big popular bands seem to be really coming together. You know, hardcore is one big community, obviously. But, like, for everybody to be flying all over the fucking country to do these fests in certain regions for some tours that possibly may not reach them is really cool especially when you get a, a mind force never ending game and, and whoever else is all going to fucking what toronto area right. and, you know not many times will all those bands be going through you know canada within the you know, so, so next year or two so That's cool. Everybody gets a little fucking piece of the, you know, it's like a
1: traveling fucking circus. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool right now. There's like a, a, a network of like really cool bands. You know, there's just like everyone's friends with each other. Everyone supports each other's bands and that's what makes shit awesome. And that's, you know, when bands support other bands, you know, that makes everyone happy And then, you know, when you're playing happy, people realize that you're actually having fun doing this shit and that translates. And I think that's like one of the most important things is just like, you know, people supporting other people. Exactly. And I know there's always been festivals
0: and people across the country can be fucking best friends, but it doesn't seem like there's ever been a time where there's like a giant festival. It seems like every month, at least where everybody's fucking going to them and you know, a lot of the same bands are showing up, which is great. Everybody loves to see the bands that are you know, at the top of the bill and at the bottom, of course. but uh, right. it's just just a great time because everybody's getting a chance to see all these bands if you you can drive a little bit or you can fly or whatever the fuck. but
1: right. And I do definitely think there is a point where there may be too many fests and stuff like that, you know, and it kind of makes things a little muddy and and stuff like that. But I mean, the fact that, you know, pretty much the whole entire country is covered right now as far as like you know whether it's a a really big two day hardcore show or it's a it's a fest you yeah. know new york has two you know philly has one you know ace does his thing in virginia um you know you got stuff across the midwest sound and fury you got the just another gigs up you know in the pacific northwest you know it, it pops off everywhere fya in florida in january it's it's cool yeah well now Detroit's got f- tied down coming back tied next down. year. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, hopefully it'll be f- just as awesome. I don't, I don't see why it would be worse. So yeah, yeah. Bum, we couldn't. Only we, grow.
1: Yeah, new. yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum, bum. We couldn't play that this year. Yeah, just logistically it didn't work out for oh, us. Okay. But the show looked awesome. You yeah. know. and that's. I, you guys were invited to play. Yeah, yeah. We just yeah. couldn't make it happen. Yeah. So it happened. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. Good times though. Fucking awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah I so, got to go to a Fury of Five reunion that weekend. So oh, well, wasn't yeah. wasn't a bad consolation. So. no, yeah. not at
0: all, dude. Yeah. Yo, that looks sick as fuck, too. You yeah, know, it was really cool. Yeah, Fury of Five, you're coming back, whether it's you know, temporary or f- permanent or I think they're uh,
1: are they are they recording some new shit? It looks like like they've they been like in the lab, kind of like tease the idea of doing it, but I know they got they got that show they're going out west in uh to Sacramento and playing with like Shadow Realm. And uh, E Town and a bunch of other sick up bands. So that's pretty cool too. You know them going out west. Yeah, yeah. I mean
0: they're making moves. They're heading that way.
1: Hopefully, somewhere in between, maybe
0: Detroit eventually. <laughs> no Oh, that'd be good. Fuck. Um, let's go back to Sound and fury man. Uh, what do you think was uh? You know, since you were there, what was the craziest set of that two days? What do you think? I've seen a lot of fucking clips
1: here and there, 10-second clips, but being there, what do you think was the best? Dude, I like, no no capping when I say this. Every single band got it insane. I mean, just for the fact that there were so many, every single band got an insane reaction. But, like, you know, it was kind of like a Bay Area hardcore showcase, you know, with you, you had Drain, you had Gulch, you had Tsunami. um, All three of those bands, obviously, just like, it was mayhem, absolute mayhem. Uh this you know, tsunami set was incredible. You know, I don't think that band will ever have a bad set for as long as they're a band. I mean, they just they just got it. Um Mind Force, always incredible. Uh Pillars of Ivory was one of the bands I was most excited to see just because you know they only played, I think, one show and I absolutely love that shit. And uh, so getting to see them was sick. And then uh God's hate, insane set. Uh, the pit for God's hate was like not wide. It looked like a fucking river. Like it was mad <laughs> thin, but went like all, all the way back, like towards like the back fence. Um, and they're one of like, one of the best sounding live bands I think I've ever heard. Like they just, it's absolutely insane when they play live.
0: Yeah. They're very talented, man. Like, uh, you know, I can't even, honestly, I can't even, res- I can't even recall seeing any footage of them off the top of my head. I just have, and the loop of Brody fucking stage diving is 280
1: yeah. pound ass. <laughs> you know yeah, that? Yeah, that was, yeah. the Their video uh, actually came out like not too long ago today. So it's up okay. now. Um, and then what's, what was cool about the show is it was like a very mixed bill. You know, you had soul blind, another band. I absolutely love pity sex. Awesome. Um, you know so there was a little something for everyone on that show which you know I think helped you know get people out and stuff like that
0: yeah for sure especially
1: you know still in like
0: LA and on the west coast like they're kind of you know sort of coming around to the idea of like being out in public but you know they've been you know obviously there's been a lot of shows but like such a gathering in LA of you know, I'm sure it's up and down the West Coast. People all over the country fucking came. And, uh like, it was really like a celebration on the West Coast to me is what it looked like. Like, holy
1: fuck, man. So many people. Yeah. And, and you know, there's just so many people in California that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It it definitely. But, yeah. I mean, the vibes all weekend were just very on point. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was a really, really good time.
0: Yeah. It looked like what's cool as fuck you know one of the last bands to play was terror and then aaron coming out to do fucking dead at birth dead at Uh, birth are you
1: kidding me dude yeah i mean that that was like that was like one of the one of the moments throughout the weekend where it was just like holy shit this is like this is next like next level you know (laughs) crazy but yeah and i mean terror obviously you know getting to see them have an insane set at this is hardcore and then getting to see him again two weeks later was a uh, was a pretty nice treat so yeah but
0: just like see dude i fucking love death threat i'm telling you so like i heard when Terror put out that for recording of dead at birth and yeah the part, cover yeah yeah for some reason if we can't find it anymore it's just gone that and i don't know why it's not on the internet no more but like to see that live i was like motherfucker i seen the i seen death threat one time that was that back at the holiday jam last year okay yeah i, I went out to there and uh like that like, set was awesome yeah, like mind-blowing like listen like I, I love death threat. It's one of my fucking favorite bands so to see them live was like like them and for blood for blood are like two bands that I thought maybe I'd never see, but I got to see fucking death threat. And I doubt I'll see blood for blood. At least Buddha won't be in the band. I'm almost positive, but
1: it'd be cool to see a blood for blood set. Uh, I don't know. Rob's crazy, ain't he? (laughs) But yeah, they, uh, yeah. Death threat, you know, we're, that's another, another thing about, you know, being spoiled from this area. You know, I've, we, I've been lucky enough to see death threat, you know, a bunch of times and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, you know those are things that sometimes you take for granted and then you know because you you have all the new york hardcore bands all the connecticut hardcore you know boston baltimore philly you know western you know pittsburgh western pa shit you know so you know having all that just right here you know and having philly almost feel like the nucleus it's like the central point oh of yeah all those spots you know so yeah we're pretty pretty fortunate
0: yeah i mean you guys hold it down and obviously with with Joe and the shows, we talked about him, like, fucking dude's been doing, what, what anything, got 25 years now, fucking fucking yeah. shows. Man, what a cool guy to can just, like, stay, like, you know, I think the hardcore, like, especially, like, the older people like him and, you know, whoever else, they're, like, uh, I don't know, like, the Lost Boys on hook. Like, I'm never gonna grow up hardcore for life. You know, they can have their careers and that and kids and home life, but, you know, that shit fucking stays with you, and, grateful for people like them
1: and there's also a reason why people you know like joe has been doing it for so long he knows what he's doing he got it down you know what i mean like there's you know there there's a there's definitely a formula to doing shit like that and you know to be able to sustain that much longevity you know and still be able to just pump out amazing shows all the time you know you you got to tip your hat to that
0: yeah well i mean dude it doesn't get any better um how did you uh will is obviously your band how did you guys link up uh land the past was it because of detain or something else
1: yeah so we uh we became friends who uh maybe 2013 something like that so it's been it's been almost a decade at this point but uh yeah the first time we we hung out was uh when detain was a band so that's when we all met and like there's a really really cool connection between like all of us here in PA and like all of Neverending Game out, out you know and others out out in Michigan you know and and it's a a pretty cool friendship group you yeah.
0: know yeah yeah I mean you know you want to have those uh regional and cross and cross country connections you know just have a place to play shows or fucking share shit with and you know for lifelong friends across the fucking country that's real cool man right like uh you know because like your own little thing like hardcore is not that big so it's cool you know to have people you can fucking relate to like it's hard to go out in the real world and you know like be right. friends with fucking normal people i'm like i hate you all
1: <laughs> you know yeah yeah no doubt um
0: i don't know uh what uh so, What kind of plans do you guys have? I mean, it's been a few months since uh, the new record's been out since April, right? In March or April, uh, do you guys got any uh, plans to record any new shit? Uh, I'm sure you do, but is that in the works?
1: Yeah, so we we have a song coming out in September on the One Scene Unity comp that From Within Records does. Um, Hell yeah. So uh, that'll be cool. Um, So we got that coming out in September, and right now we'll, you know, him having to pull double duty with NEG and gridiron. Uh is working on an LP right now. So, you know, uh once that's all wrapped up and finished and stuff, you know, I'm I'm sure something else will happen. Not quite sure what or when. Uh, you know, we have a couple ideas of of things that we've thrown around. So, you know, there I feel like there will definitely be more gridiron. I'm just not sure uh what the timeline is for that.
0: Okay. Hey, man, like you said, the
1: Will's a busy guy, he's got a lot going on. He's a fucking fucking machine, man. He is keeps pumping out riffs. It's it's insane. He's got one of the best
0: sounds too. Like it's like whether it's a detain or gridiron or fucking never ending game. You can spot when he's playing, man. And just something about he's got like a it's heavy, but it's also it's upbeat. It's got a good fucking sound. And yeah, he's so talented with everything he does. And you know, without people like him, right, there wouldn't be bands like yours.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Shit.
0: Um. Oh, oh, we drew a blank. What are we gonna do? He's <laughs> <laughs> got that pain of truth hat on. Shout out to them
1: because they've been fucking kicking ass too. Yeah, man. I mean, they're just a fucking unstoppable force, bro. Every I, every single time they play, it's just like it's insane. I yeah. mean, they're you know they they got it down and they do a, they do it you know the best that you know probably any band can do it honestly you You know know, i yeah go ahead sorry yeah i mean just uh you know that's another thing being from this area lucky enough to see them you know a lot and uh you know i think that's a i could probably watch i could watch them every single day and never get bored i mean they're set at this as hardcore dude it was like Literally, like, a fucking prison riot. It was nu- absolutely nuts. A <laughs> prison riot. Set of, set of the weekend, like, <laughs> not even close. It was, it was incredible.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have uh, that experience with them, too, because you guys played in Detroit with Pain of Truth for the album uh, release show. You guys did two right. of them. And, uh, I mean, I can vouch and say, like, it, and normally I don't get, like, nervous at shows anymore, you know, because you know whatever you get hit you get hit it's not a big fucking deal but when pain of truth or you know pain of truth fucking started playing like i got to the side dude i was like i'm getting the fuck out of here because people were just going insane in between you guys and pain of truth i think think four people got fucking knocked out that night like out cold on the ground and that doesn't happen a lot
1: but yeah yeah not anymore but um yeah it was uh that show was that show was a ton of fun. Both record release shows were incredible. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And uh shout out to them for you know coming all the way out from Long Island to play that. That was really, really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, because uh you had and you guys got
0: the enemy of God on that show. That was fucking nice you guys to ask yeah. them to play because they're fucking sick as hell.
1: Yep, fucking internal bleeding also coming from Long Island, and that was like always one a thing for me. Like I always wanted to see. Internal bleeding play a hardcore show to hardcore kids, and and like have people actually be able to just like mosh to them, and you know that their set was fucking awesome, and yeah, that was another thing I was really really psyched on.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Uh, like I've listened to them in the past, but not a lot. But then them live are totally fucking insane. Like you can definitely mosh to that band, and people got fucked up during that band too. Yeah yeah for sure yeah and uh, and c4 that fuck crazy band c4 i can't wait to see them in fucking new york man with you guys again the yeah.
1: showcase yeah that show that show is going to be incredible too i mean every top to bottom every single band on that show is awesome so that shit's going to be a lot of fun yeah
0: it's gonna I mean, be two days of, of fucking chaos and uh yep. you know we got to give it to all those guys you know lumpy and uh yeah. and triple b and the, the streets of hate people like it's like it doesn't get any better they all want to work together i know that like the northeast super tight but to have them put on such a cool showcase of what they call modern hardcore like dude doesn't get any better like for them to all come together and work it out and so everybody can either travel there or it can be like a regional brooklyn thing like it's retarded like what the fuck like tsunami and uh, and volcano and uh
1: dude like yeah it's 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 cool. And like the coolest thing about the Northeast is like, that's literally what it is. It's just a, it's like a big fucking family and everyone helps each other out. You know, everyone puts on for each other and uh, it's shit's it's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of. It's really cool to see, you know, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, hardcore is in a good spot right now. Yeah, man.
0: Um, Dude, let's go back. I mean, like going like shows, like your first like shows, um, like, do you remember ever being, like, nervous or, like, intimidated going to shows, especially in the Philly area? Was it, was it fucking insane? Like, 07, 08, when you first started going to shows? Like, were you afraid to mosh ever? Or, or, or do you remember getting out there your first time and just fucking swinging your arms like an idiot?
1: No, I, I remember, like, kind of falling back for a while. Like, you know, because I was so new that, like, you know, I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. You know, I went into it totally blind to, you know, just what hardcore was and shit like that. So I soaked it all in for a while, you know, before I I started doing anything. You yeah. know, so there was definitely there was definitely a moment of time where I was like, all right, this is a little fucking psychotic. Um, I'm a, I'm a fall back and uh, just kind of kind of watch. So yeah, especially with what was like some of the local bands that that were. If I
0: was- they no, were big around then what like shattered realm Were they still playing on oh wait was joe singing for them then or no was it
1: um so i saw first time i saw Shadow realm with joe might have been 2010 something like that when i first started going to shows the bands that you would see almost every weekend is uh you know you i saw bad seed so much cold world so much mother of mercy uh mongoloids uh Title fight when, like, they would just have like the seven inch out and shit like that, you know. Uh, like, TUI, uh, it's when like Stay Cold just came out and and stuff. So, like, that was like the era, you know, uh, when I first started coming around. Yeah, man, it's a treat to get fucking Cold World all the time, man. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, every show, every show would, you know, was Bad Seed, Cold World, Mongoloids, Mother of Mercy, and then. You know, a headliner, whether it be you know, like Have Heart or Blacklisted. I saw you know, Blacklisted was another band that you know I saw a ton, you know, when I first started coming around. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let me ask you this: How close? Uh, you know, you talk about I'm a Boyertown. How close is that? Like the Philly area? Is it just on the outside? Like I'm not familiar with like the geography. So,
1: yeah, it's about like forty five, fifty minutes uh, okay. outside the city.
0: Yeah. You grew up in Boyertown, obviously. Talk about yeah. it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I gr- I
1: I went to school there, uh, grew up there. Then once once I got done school, I moved like into the city for a while, and then uh now I'm back in the burbs, right outside the city. Okay, hell yeah,
0: where it's safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like uh, because well, I was always
0: wondering, like, you know, Boyertown just sounds like a like a small country ass town to me. Like I'm, I'm
1: like, I don't know, like the population, it can't be huge, or is it a big? I mean place? you. You put no, there. I forget. Like there might be ten thousand people in Boyertown, some shit like that. It's like two square miles. It's like that's what makes that's like what makes it funny is like you you know you got people singing along and stuff like that, and they're shouting out Boyertown, which is literally just like there's nothing there. Like it's literally (laughs) just like it's just like the most like you know normal ass town. ever like you know it's been around since the 1800s and you know all the houses and buildings or stuff are like mad like historic and old and shit like that so
0: that's cool as fuck well you know i was surprised go back to that if a holiday jam um in uh yeah reverb in reading or reading like i was like i don't know what to expect i thought it was like a major city but when i showed up there I was like, this is some, like, Civil War shit. Like, like yeah. old-ass cemetery on, like, that main road right there. I was like, this is, it's like, a castle-looking church. I was like, this is fucking wild, man. And uh, it was cool. You know, I wish I would have known, because I spent fucking most of the day, like, in that town. Like, I got in there, like, early Friday. And I was like, there's nothing to fucking do here. And little did I know, like... I'm like a history nerd, so I thought it'd be cool to go to. i like, Gettysburg. I do not know it was like 30 yeah. minutes away, dude. I didn't end up going. Like I didn't realize till like afterwards. I was like, I should have just fucking went there and uh, you know, just seen some shit. Like,
1: yeah, Gettysburg's cool. Yeah, I, I live about 20, 25 minutes from Reading.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, I'm like kind of in between Philly and Reading. No. I, well, I mean,
0: you got the best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. You know, because yeah, you're no kind doubt. of. A, <laughs> We're kind of out of the city but like in the burbs like you said like right but it seems like if you're not like in redding it's like it's pretty hilly and country around there yeah fuck like you know like i'm just south of detroit like a couple miles and like it's nothing but fucking houses on top of how like it's like it's the suburbs but there's a lot of people right and uh you know you got to drive like 45 minutes away to get away from fucking people then you're just dealing with like heroin addicts and hillbillies
1: <laughs> you know right yeah exactly. yeah i mean that that's one thing when i when i went to detroit for the first time i i noticed that like um detroit and philly ha- are very very similar as far as like the vibe goes mm-hmm. and like just the way the city is and stuff like that so you know i thought that was pretty cool too yeah did you uh did you like spend much time in detroit
0: like what did you do when you got here? Cause I know, I don't know how, like when you got into town, did you, uh, did you see anything cool or just fucking? Now nah, we didn't have much. To, roll out?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like we got food. We hit, hit one of the Coney Island spots. Oh, um, we got to. Yeah. Then we, uh, we went to bar, a barbecue spot and we hit the, like the Carhartt store and then we went to the show. So nothing too crazy. Yeah. Hey, what impressed me too.
0: I don't know if I was just high or what, but I see you eating jets on stage right before you
1: fucking played. Yeah. That was, that was a vibe right there. I've been, <laughs> you know, I heard Will, you know, Will and all my boys from out there cap up jets for a long time and uh, it did deliver. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. 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 I assumed I was like, dude,
0: if I ate some pizza before I played, like I'd be thrown up on stage a minute later, I was impressed how you handled that.
1: Yeah. I, like luckily, like what with, with the like with gridiron vocals and shit like i don't yell much which i think helps a lot like it makes it easier like if i tried yelling all those words i'd probably f- i'd fucking die yeah like, that's I- fair. i'd straight up die um but like yeah when we recorded um like when we recorded the lp we went out to chicago to do that and i was just eating like an asshole uh all weekend <laughs> but like it didn't really seem to affect me too much which was nice
0: hey Oh, Chicago food. Hey yo, this thing's about to cut out real fast. Can we uh, can we pause and I'll invite you right back on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Let me just fucking shut this down. It says less than one minute left. Hold up. All right. Uh, all right. And all right now. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, you talking about uh somehow we were talking about food. Oh oh yeah, Chicago. I mean, I love Chicago pizza and shit. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, we
1: had we we did the Chicago pizza. You know, we did the. Hot Italian Beef, we did the Chicago Dogs. Yeah, um, that was my first time ever to Chicago when we recorded the LP, and that was, uh, you know, usually I always, like, put it in my head that, like, when I leave Philly or the Philly area, wherever I go, I'm like, I'm not going to like it as much as I like Philly. And um, when I went to Chicago, that city's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fucking... I don't know about a population wise but there's so many people like like de- Detroit's like under like a million people these days. I think it's like 700,000. So like yeah. if I go to Chicago or I mean I don't know I've never really been to any any other bigger places except uh Chicago I suppose. I went to fucking New York one time but that was fucking wild. Yeah. Just like population wise it's it's not overwhelming but it's just like like the only the only time you see people like walking on the streets of Detroit, like downtown, if there's like an event, but in New York, it's like there's just hundreds of people everywhere all the time, and they live there. Like there's lots of tourists, but they just fucking live there.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I, that was like mad weird to me when we went to Detroit because we we got in at like nine o'clock at night and we went to uh, Lafayette. Oh yeah, Tony uh, spot.
0: Hell yeah. And yo, it
1: literally it felt like you were in Gotham because there was literally. <laughs> not there was nothing on this no one no cars no people nothing on the fucking street which was really really weird to me because like philly you know 24 7 you got people walking around doing shit you know new york same same deal so that was that was really weird to me
0: yeah yeah it seems like after like business hours like uh it's like downtown Detroit kind of shuts down, unless it's yeah. like the weekend, but it, it, it's <clears> yeah, you're you're like gotham though. It's just like it's like garbage blowing and like and a couple people standing around who are probably up to no good, you know? Right. Fucking but speaking of fucking people up to no good, dude. You see the see see those videos on like YouTube of uh what's that street in Philly where all the people are fucking slumped over, all passed out and shit. Yeah, uh it's Kensington. Yeah, oh my god, that that looks like a crazy area it's like this guy on youtube he just like uh he drives down the street with like a camera recording and uh, it's like I, I never seen nothing like it like you see videos of like a, a skid row in la but i to see like it's like groups of people it's like slumped over off whatever fucking drug they on is <clears throat> it's fucking scary like what the yeah. fuck is going on there, i mean man? that
1: that area is like the biggest open-air drug area in the country and uh it, it's all heroin but um you can't you can't explain to someone what it's like there. Like it's, you know, it's sad, man. It's like, it, it really, it feels like you're on the set of the walking dead when you're in Kensington. <laughs> you like, go. it's just, I mean, you know, obviously like, you know, in my years being down there and around there and stuff like I've seen some pretty crazy shit happen, you know, in that area of the city, Um, you know, and it sucks that like, instead of the city trying to do things to, you know, make the problem go away. They just concentrated the problem, so now it's only this little area's problem. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, yeah. yeah. It's a it's it's a very very strange place. It's a place when you drive through it, you wouldn't believe that it's in our country. Yeah, to say the least. Like you know, to compare it to
0: a Detroit, there's not. I can't say there's like any one street that. And that you can drive down at least my experience or at least to my knowledge where it's just dozens and dozens if not hundreds of people just all sitting around like garbage can fires and or they're like sleeping in tents there's not much of that it's like the homeless people they're like, they're like tucked away or. Or just in abandoned houses because there's so little people in the city of detroit at one time there was like I think like three to five million people but now right. how i said it's under under a million and uh there's just so many abandoned houses and empty houses where like, squatters is a giant problem for the real estate market because if you buy a house and you sell it you can't get these fucking people out you know right. it's like they don't leave like they don't have to leave i don't know how the how the law is written but there's some like uh like Zillow ads where it'll say, like, uh, this house is occupied by squatters and you're based on I mean, of what you have to do or deal with um you know the price is reflecting that. It's like right, what the fuck? So I have to I have to fight these fucking homeless people, get them out of my house that I want to buy. Uh the cops can't get them out, like I have to deal with it myself.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, uh yeah, yeah. You know, usually like You know, obviously, in any big city, you're gonna have homelessness, and uh, you know, it seems like a lot of it uh in Philly specifically kind of stems from drugs, um, and yeah, they all, you know, the city kind of herded, you know, pushed everyone with issues like that, you know, um, into Kensington, and Mm -hmm. it's fucking, it's fucking sad, man, because like none of those people want to be there. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's really shitty
0: yeah yeah like a yeah at one point either it's mental health or they were doing some type of drug and got hooked on others or fuck pharmaceuticals led them to that shit and then you know, it comes down to, like, mental health and, you know, the um, community, you're trying to do better for their fucking citizens, and like you said, they just consolidate it to one area, and, like, nobody gives a fuck. That's, that's really, and I know Sonny does his best to, uh, you know, make a, you know, show awareness with that stuff, and the videos he does, and, you know, what he talks about on on some of the shit he puts out, so fucking good on him for trying to make the community better. Yeah. Um, damn, I was about to ask you something, which you totally left my fucking brain. Uh, it was about pain of truth, but I left my head. Um, so we talked about, you got, uh, you don't really have any plans for, for, for a new album yet, but I'm sure you always write and shit. Like, do you write shit uh, before you hear like music? Like, is that possible to do? or Or do you have to yeah. hear like a song to be able to write like
1: something to it? No, so, like, I kind of take, I feel like a lot of hardcore bands will hear a song and then write lyrics to the song, and, like, hip-hop isn't really that way. Hip-hop, you kind of, you write your lyrics, and then you piece them to the song so they fit, and that's kind of what I do. Like, I I constantly uh, am thinking of ideas and thinking of shit, and just jotting them down, you know, every day I'm opening up my notes app and like throwing something in there that, oh, that might sound cool. That might be a cool hook, you know. That might be a cool, you know, rhyme pattern or something like that, you know. And then when I get the music sent to me, then I go to this fucking clusterfuck of words and then try to just like make a song out of them, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: a lot of the songs you write, like, uh, obviously. You know about whether it's loyalty or fucking people doing you dirty, like uh, are a lot of the songs from like personal experiences, or is it just stuff that like comes to your brain? As like a hip hop artist, in a sense, like right. you write about anything, make anything rhyme. It's fucking awesome. But uh, is any of it personal that you know you wrote down because you're feeling a certain way, or is it all just shit that's yeah? I good?
1: mean, I mean, there's definitely uh, you know, some specific instances in my life, you know, whether have had been experiences you know, with myself or experiences with other people that, you know, give you motivation to write. Uh, but another big thing is like, you know, just PA hardcore in general is so strong on just brotherhood and, you know, unity and things like that. So, you know, it's real easy to kind of want to center uh, your lyrics of, around things like that, you know, just cause sure. the bands that have, the bands that inspired Gridiron to be a band, that's what they were about you know what I mean
0: yeah I feel that um have you ever are I mean I might be unaware but have you ever thought about doing like actual like hip-hop tracks or have you done it before I just I just don't know
1: I actually have like yeah. a handful of songs recorded and shit like that and I just never put them out um I had like one song um there's a one of bob wilson's bands mouse at the palace they're all from florida Mm -hmm. i did like a rap for them and that came out um but for the most part like i i just write shit and like i've recorded some stuff but uh i've pretty much been the only one to ever listen to it you know maybe one of these days i'll i'll get brave enough to put it out but we'll see
0: should man that'd be fucking cool. I mean you got the you got the style and your fucking rhymes and your flow is fucking good. So I mean obviously yeah. you, so you gotta practice this shit like mm-hmm. it's a like gridiron isn't the first time you fucking you rapped anything. So like what are you just sitting in your room f- rapping or you you know like throughout the years then and, and you're uh like being exposed to hip hop like were you going to local hip hop shows or just you know, or listening to shit.
1: I just, I just like listened to stuff and absorbed it. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where like, I'll just drive around and I'll just like listen to instrumentals. Like I won't listen to like music music. I'll just listen to instrumentals and I'll just like kind of do shit in my head. And then if something like clicks or sounds cool, while I'm just like kind of doing whatever, then I'll jot it down and shit like that. So a lot of, a lot of my like lyric formulation and stuff happens doing that.
0: Okay. That's cool. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, this may be um a random question but are you straight edge or no? No. No. Oh, you smoke weed or anything? Or, oh, of you can say I, can't, I don't, I'm just saying like uh as an artist like that might open your open up your mind a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If you caught, if you whether you drank a couple beers or something or or smoked yeah, I mean, or just chilling does that influence Yeah. yeah I,
1: you know, I don't know if I really notice a difference. OK, Um. sometimes I, I think like it may help in the sense that like it's easy to overthink shit. And then when you make yourself a little more stupid, you don't overthink as much, you know, what I'm saying. So, like, <laughs> right, I, right, right. I, I could see why people like smoking weed before they start writing, you know, music in any way, you know, because it kind of just, you know, maybe takes the edge off to the point where you're you're not, you know, dwelling on something that doesn't need to be dwelled on. Right, Right you don't want to think too hard. Then it becomes a job, right? Right. Well, that's fucking cool, man.
0: Like, you know, uh, anybody can you can attempt to write a fucking poem or a verse or something like that. But you know, you really got to love it to actually fucking lay it down. Which, when a lot of people pro, a lot of people probably think about it. But uh, you know, for you to fucking do it and put it out there and share what you think is dope, like that takes balls, man. So I mean, I'm fucking proud of Gridiron and everything you guys have been doing and supporting hardcore and fucking and playing shows like you know it's impressive honestly because you guys are so new still like you you know with all the momentum you've gained in such a short period of time but a lot of push from your friends and the local scene really fucking lifted you guys and put you out there so
1: yeah thanks man i appreciate it and like it's it's hard to do a band like this because there is such a fine line between like people fucking with it and and like coming off as like corny you know like it's very easy to step over the line and be like yeah this shit's whack like you know like doing like rapping with hardcore
0: yeah of course. you know
1: so it, it you know so you definitely have to be mindful of that you know and that's something i put a lot of thought into when you know writing lyrics for the lp and stuff like that like you you can be over the top, but you can't be too over the top. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, as long as you're aware, you know, and not just like egotistical about it, you're like, this could possibly sound dumb to somebody.
1: But yeah, I, I mean, the po- point, I mean, it, 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 some of it is just objectively stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but dude, like the, the whole point of this band is to just have fun and make music that our friends, you know, want to dance to. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less, you know? And I think, you know, having that little of stress and um stuff like that with a band uh helps everyone in the band have more fun. And that's another thing with pain of truth, is every time they play, you can tell they are having they're having so much fun doing that shit. And that shit translates into the crowd. If the if the band's having fun, crowd's gonna have fun too. And you know, I think that's like a huge thing. Tsunami, same thing, you know, mind force, all these bands. Like you you see genuine you know happiness and you know they're glad to be up there and glad to be doing this shit and uh i think that stuff really translates yeah and it's cool to see like when you guys are on like the same
0: bill or whatnot like (laughs) there's like 50 singers like i like when you guys came uh to uh to detroit and shackles also also played that show and uh dylan did that part dude from uh What's that band? Fuck and uh enemy enemy mind. Yeah, yeah enemy. Uh, I wasn't saying. Yeah. I'm saying, say one on one. Oh yeah, same dude, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what yeah I same dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, like, but there's like three people doing that part, and Then there's like five and seven people. I was like, what the fuck? This is like, the coolest shit, and uh, just see everybody on stage. Like, I know you guys are all boys and shit, so it's you know, like it's like. So there's 18 people singing along on stage and then there's 150 to 300 people in the crowd just fucking jumping up and down like crazy people, man.
1: Yeah. And that's got and like such that, a vibe. Yeah. And that, and that's what's all like, you know, gridiron isn't five people in a band. It's, you know, y- you want all the, you know, you want all your boys involved, you know, shit like that. It just, it just makes it more fun. You know what I mean? And like, you know, that that's energy that, that, you know, correlates and, you know, people feed off that shit
0: yeah and even to see at once again sound and fury or any festival where all you guys are together man it, it's nothing but happiness for for all the bands like everybody just on stage whether they're sharing the mic or doing parts of this song or this and that and it just it just goes to show that you know when you find a group of friends that you fucking love like you know you have a good time anywhere man
1: yep at 100 spot on
0: spot the fuck on man so uh what's some good food in fucking Philly? What's your go to if you're going to go out to eat uh save and go out to eat tonight? What would be be your top pick? We're going to go for uh, a cheesesteak.
1: Cheesesteak is Joe's cheesesteaks on Gerard Ave. Yeah. And it's oh. not it's not even close. I get some backlash. <laughs> I get twice, some though. <laughs> I I get some backlash from people like Joe. Um, Joe thinks I'm stupid for thinking Joe's is the best. Um, but yeah, out of all the ones I've tried, I mean that one is just my go-to and then uh steve's princess steak is probably my number two
0: man yo, you're lucky to have all those fucking cheesesteak spots out there
1: yeah there's there's too many i mean i step i step on the scale and there's too many Trust me. <laughs> yeah yeah yo uh,
0: i was gonna go to this is hardcore in um am uh, 2020 dude but then it got shut down or whatever because the pandemic and all that like i had like right. uh i had like a room booked already uh I had my little route planned out. I was gonna rent the car and all this stuff, and uh, you know, then it got shut down because I was like, "It's happening." I don't know what band or uh, but Joe told me the dates what it was gonna be, but there was no bands, obviously. Like he didn't. That's right. uh, a that's a specific information that can't be given out ahead of time, and um, so I had all my shit booked out. I mean, I was looking all over the internet for like I was like fucking cheesesteaks and you know whatever else places to see, and then it got shut down. I was like, "Motherfucker, dude." I got an Airbnb. I paid for that shit. And, uh, the motherfuckers didn't even get my money back. <laughs> They're like, Damn. Oh, here's a credit. I, was like, I don't want a credit. I want my money back.
1: Yeah. It's uh, that's one cool thing about Philly, man, is there is no shortage for shit to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, history, food, sports, you name it, like Philly's got it. And, yeah. you know, I, I just, I love, I love the city so much and, you know, there, there's there's nothing there, you know, that you can't ask for. Everything's there.
0: Yeah, man. You know, what I was interested in seeing the most was, like, fucking, like, a you know, Liberty Bell or, like, a, I see, uh, I want to see the Edgar Allan Poe house and all that. Man, I was looking forward to all that shit. Like the yeah, you got steps. fucking Thomas Jefferson's crib, yeah. shit like that. That's yeah. wild, man. That's, like, 100%, yeah. like, American history
1: down to the fucking day. You know, yeah, they still got the fucking cobblestone roads there from like the late 1700s or whatever yeah. like you know there they're not there's roads in the city that aren't paved and it's cobblestone from you know over 100 fucking years ago which is pretty crazy
0: yeah it, it might sound like cheesy but i bet you can feel like the vibes of like the history like i feel some shit here you know like yeah
1: i mean that's and that that's like that's another thing you know about philly it's just you know like the city itself, you know, from, from the city to, to the people, you know, there's just so much personality and, and attitude and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's no bullshit. It's just, it's great.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, it's so like, Detroit was only good for like, like fur trading with the Canadians and like all the water, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, Detroit is all, uh, you know, they, I think it's about like 310 years old now the, the actual city of detroit so there's a lot of like uh like native american history with like the french canadians and shit like that right. so i mean it's cool to learn but like it's like home so you know it's not as cool as a real american history like right the founding fathers and the fucking colonies and stuff i find all that so interesting and you know i mean if i was from philly i'd be like I'm from where this shit was fucking started, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that you're most excited for or uh, looking forward to? Um in hardcore in general, you got any favorite bands that uh, you'd like to you know put out there that what do you listen to these days?
1: I mean, right now, you know, uh Drain, Tsunami, Pain of Truth, uh, you know, Gulch just had their last show. Mm -hmm. which was awesome. Um, you know, God's hate, you know, there's, there's a lot of really, really, you know, awesome current hardcore bands right now, like never ending game, uh, mind force has a new record coming out soon. And that shit's incredible. You know, um, you know, there's, there's just current hardcore right now is, is very, very good. And, you know, especially in Philly, you know, you got, Bands like Struck Nerve, which is, you know, they're on Young Blood Records. They're kind of like a locking out style band. You know, you got Off the Tracks, which is um, you know, Bob uh Bob's band. Mm. And uh, you know, they're just like very straightforward, you know, hardcore. Uh, you got a bunch of like young bands like Garat, um, Killing Me is a band from Delaware with a bunch of young kids, and they just got a record coming out. Uh, so there's a lot of really, really cool shit happening you know in this area right now. Yeah. And uh it got it got it, you know, it's exciting. I mean, you like cycle of abuse, you like that band? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Aren't they from the area of Cycle of Abuse? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah.
1: They're yeah, no, nah, they're they're a Philly band. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I get them confused with uh the, there's that fucking Chicago band. It's uh something abuse. I don't know, Nick Ayala's band. I forgot the name of the band for a second, but I was like, oh shit, I say the wrong band. <laughs> no. You know, but their singer, I don't know his name, but I know he's from, uh, you know, like, from the Metro Detroit area, and they're going to be here in, uh, I think, like, April 19th or 20th, or August, what the fuck am I talking about? And uh, fucking, you know, that band's heavy as fuck. Like, their singer is like, he's, like, a smaller guy, but he's got a fucking mean-ass voice. Crazy voice, wait, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see them. They'll be coming through.
1: Yeah, that'll be cool.
0: Yeah, fuck. So... I don't know, man. I guess we covered a lot of shit. And I know uh, I said to keep them about an hour, we're running up on that time. Um, Is there anything else you got to say? Anything going on that uh, people should know about? I know we covered possibly a new album in the future. Um, Any other other big things that should be noted?
1: Um, We got that Hold Your Ground Fest coming up. And then uh, two weeks after that is the Triple B, Days, Streets of Hate shit in brooklyn and then uh in november we're playing the act like you know fest in tulsa oklahoma so that should be pretty sick and then um we got we got a show in october that you know should be announced at some point soon so that'll be cool i'm real excited for that one and then uh that's pretty much it all that's on the plate right now but you know shit always pops up and stuff like that so cool man i mean all I got to say is fucking, let's like,
0: keep it going. I mean, you know, shit is awesome right now. Gridiron's cool as fuck. And, uh, I think you should really put out a hip hop track, man, record something to straight hip hop with a sick beat, sick old school beat, man. I think that'd be cool.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I actually got, I'm looking at the folder on my computer right now. I have, a, I have some beats that pillars of ivory didn't use for songs.
0: Oh. And like I thought,
1: and like, you know, I tossed around the idea of maybe writing some shit to them, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, f- Pillars of Ivory, dude, that shit fucking took me like, like blew me back because I didn't know what to expect. Um, like when I, when I first heard it, I wasn't sure how they were gonna bring it all together. Like, dude from fucking Mind Force and Aaron, and I was like, how are they gonna make it work? Which obviously they did, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't doubt it for a second, but I was like, I just couldn't wait to hear it. And, um, there's everything that I thought, but I was still surprised at how fucking good they were. And, uh, I hope they do a tour or something. I know Aaron's always busy as fuck. And then yeah. what well, dudes got mind force, us, but yeah, I hope they uh, put out more shit eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their set was just like, it was just a party. Like it, that, that's what it felt like. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they do more stuff in the future. I know logistically it's pretty tough for them, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. hopefully, at, hopefully at some point it goes down again.
0: Yeah. Well, Hey man. Um, appreciate you coming on for the hundredth fucking time and I'm glad it finally panned out and we got this done. And, uh, Hey man, I hope you're able to make it out in September before that fucking show in Toronto, man. it will be, yeah, absolutely, bro. I'm yeah. a try. Awesome. Uh, well fucking take care. And, uh, I'll let you know. I'm going to try to get this out tomorrow or the next day. It depends on how busy I am. So cool. will just fucking share from there. And uh, all good. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Sounds good, bro. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: All right, man. I'll talk to you. All
1: right, man. Be good. Peace.